This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time now for Green Thumbs in Canterbury, out and about with the Canterbury Horticultural Society. From Revolution to Cultivate Christchurch, there's heaps happening in the Avon Otakoro Network. Hayley Guglietta is the network manager, and she spoke at this month's All About Gardening series, hosted by the Canterbury Horticulture Society. Thanks for coming out to hear me talk tonight. I really appreciate it, and I'm really grateful to be able to talk to you about what's happening in the Otakoro Avon River Corridor formerly known as the residential red zone, which we don't, we don't call it the red zone anymore because we feel like it's, we're past that and we should move forward. Um, so I uh, took over from Evan Smith. Some of you may recall Evan. He, he spent 10 years of his life fighting for this. Um, and when he knew that he uh, was not going to make his final ninth life, unfortunately, he... Um, he asked me if I'd take over the work and I had kind of been working with him in the network anyway um, and I did have a lot on my plate but I feel equally as passionate about this opportunity for Christchurch uh, as he did and so it wasn't too hard a stretch to to say yes and, and get on with things. So um, in case you don't know about the um, Avon Otakaro network I'll just give you a brief history. Um, so we started in 2011, just sort of 2011-12, when the government announced that they were going to buy uh, and red zone the land around the corridor. Um, so we, as an organisation, uh, were working with the people who live there and um, nobody wanted that land to be rebuilt on. So we advocated as an organisation to, for that not to happen. Uh, so we came up with the community that was leaving, the community that was left behind, and the people passionate about our river um, to advocate for a city to see Forest Park. So I just want to show you a bit of history. This here is the very first rendition that we used in 2012 to take the petition up to Parliament to ask for this to happen. What came out of that petition was Regenerate Christchurch, which then did the community engagement, which led us to where we are today with the Regen plan. So, um, ironically, I say this all the time, if we had it, and, and we've come back to where we land, we've landed where we started, really. So we could have saved ourselves about $20 million in consultation and just done what we said in the first place. But however, we're here. Ten years later, we finally, last year, we finally uh, got the Regen Plan uh, agreed upon. We got the global settlement with the government. And now the process is starting to transfer that land from the Crown to the City Council. So, yay! <laughs> yay! Yay! Yay, yay, yay. So, um, so, yeah, so our vision... I'll need to make sure I'm pushing the right button. Our vision has not changed in that time. I was going to start my timer so I don't talk over 
my time. Um, so our, our vision has not changed in this whole time. It has basically, we advocate for a city to see park that meets the community needs with maximum possible restoration of the indigenous ecosystems. So that simply is returning the land around the river to allow the river to breathe. Um, it's a really great opportunity for our city to take that urban runoff into a stormwater system that cleanses the water before it hits our river. And it also gives us the chance to remediate what our well-meaning colonial people did to the river by cutting it into a cut and, and enabling it to be smoothed out so the stop banks aren't as hard. They'll be gentle and wide so our river can, have, can breathe. Um, as well as that, we'll have pockets of uh, restoration throughout the whole corridor. So that hasn't changed, and that's what we still advocate for. Um, so what we do as an organisation, we advocate um, and facilitate conversations so that our communities have got a voice. So right through the last 10 years, we have organised forums and workshops and all sorts of things to enable the people that were left behind or the people that left and the people that were left behind and also all the stakeholders in, in this to come together and always have a voice. And that's reflected in the Regen Plan and it's also reflected in the global settlement. You can hear that coming through. Um, we also make sure that the vision is held. Um, so our vision is, aligns with the Regeneration Plan vision and so whenever that goes astray, you'll see that we'll throw stones, <laughs> really. So we'll, we'll make sure that whoever the, uh, the council or Linz or whoever are staying true to that vision and making sure that we stay on track to what we want to achieve. Um, and then we, we promote all the wonderful work that's going on in the corridor uh, and help get activations over the line, such as what we're doing, uh, inviting the Hort Society to be part of the hub. You know, It's a great opportunity for, for David and other tutors to use the red zone to teach skills and you know, do that sort of stuff. So that's what we do. So um, just, just quickly, the, um, the corridor um, has its own uh, region plan. Uh, so that's got a set of a vision that we all strive for. It also has its own district plan. So that's different to the Christchurch dis district plan. Um, so that basically has set out uh, what activities should go where. Uh, so the majority of it is green spine, um, stormwater remediation, uh, and then there's pockets of activity. So um, in down in the Avon side loop, where, where the Eden project's proposed to go, um, that has been set aside for that kind of activity. Uh, up in Horseshoe Lake, there's a real drive to, to continue the work that's going on up there because it naturally wants to return to be a wetland. Uh, but there's also the opportunity for um, urban food production um, and other activities. And then as we get further to New Brighton, there is um, obviously more wetlands and further right round is uh, a, an abil a, a ability to connect to the estuary with more of a salt marsh right at the end. So, um, so yeah, so it's kind of a natural progression from the city where there's lots of kind of city-connected activities 
as we get to New Brighton, there's more water-borne and water sports. Um, one thing I haven't got a slide on, but I'll talk about it now while I've got this slide up, is the rowing, the rowing people. So there was a lot of contention around, should we put a lake in, two-kilometre two lake, no lake? Um, I think everyone has agreed that a two-kilometre out-of-river lake is not ideal. Uh, first of all, because of the land structure. Second of all, because mana whenua uh, hold Horseshoe Lake in high, in high, culturally significant. So it was never going to get over the line for that either. So, But what the water sports fraternity have um, done here now is they've put a proposal which is really fabulous and if they can get it over the line I completely support it. So what they're looking to do, I'll just point, can I use this? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so what they're looking to do now is to put in a cut uh, from the Avondale Bridge and bring it back round to here. So they'd be moving all of their buildings across to the other side of the river. Sorry if I'm in your way. Which makes sense because the, you, if you've been to Pirate Park lately, yep, it's returning to the sea. Uh, so it makes sense because it's more solid ground and it would give them a whole nearly a two metre one way loop right round so that they could really do, because two k's is what rowers need to train properly. So, um, so, and then what it will do is it will create an island in the middle which will create a beautiful eco sanctuary uh, for the Anunga spawning for a wildlife to exist without too many um, invasive pests. So that's what they're planning on doing. So that's going through the next stage of um, feasibility at the moment. So yeah, so there's lots of exciting things happening right across the corridor, which I'm going to get into shortly. Um, I just want to talk quickly about governance. Um, one of our organisation's objectives, and you'll find just about every organisation that advocates for the corridor and who is wanting to do work in the corridor, want to see a co-governance model. And what that means is, is that it's a true co-governance model between mana whenua, the city council and community. So that the vision that's held in the regeneration plan is held by an organisation that is co-governed rather than letting it just sit with the council. And we all know the dangers of that. <laughs> um, so that hasn't happened yet, but the process to get us there is occurring. In the meantime, we have got a uh, transformative governance group, um, Tetera Ka Hiku Hiku, it's very hard to say, and that's made up of an independent chair, community members, elected members, Naitahu, and community board appointees. So what these guys do currently is they take, so whenever you want to do something in the corridor, you apply for a lease or a license with LINS. LINS then send it to the council staff to be assessed and then it goes in front of this, TT, we call it TTK, TTK group, so that they then uh, assess it against the vision of the regime plan. And so if your idea or event or uh, temporary use is... Uh, aligned, then you'll get a license or a lease to be able to execute your idea, which I'll go through some of the stuff that's happening. Um, there are some things that are not really transitional, such as the climate change campus, but 
they still have to go in front of TTK to go through that checking process. So until we've got a true co-governance board in place, this is the process that occurs now. So again, feel free to ask me questions while I'm talking, if you have anything. Um, so I guess um, one of the things we promote too is a true community-led approach rather than a top-down approach. And you'll find that the majority, 99.9% .9 of the work that's currently going on, really take that into consideration and see the benefits of it. Um, it's an opportunity for people to be educated. So it may be slower, but we get more people engaged and educated in the process. Um, we, can, we, we can engage young people um, in, in learning so that they then feel a sense of guardianship and ownership with the land. Um, if you've got community ownership on a planting, there's heaps um, less waste, less plant loss because people are taking care of it. It's not just planted and left, it's planted and looked after. Um, and yeah, this just, it provides a real sense of ownership. So this is something that we as an organisation really hold dear and push um, hard for with the council. Um, so yeah, so I'm just going to run through some of the projects which aren't Avon projects, but to give you an idea of all the cool stuff that's happening in the corridor. Um, so starting with the Takaro Orchard, um, it, it isn't in the red zone technically, but it really is um, part of the river corridor, uh, and it really is going to be seen as a gateway to, to what's happening out there. So the idea behind the orchard was always that it was an information centre for people to be able to see what is happening in the food and the environmental network in Christchurch. But because it sits on the river, it also is an opportunity to showcase what's happening in the rest of the corridor. Uh, so people will be able to go and see, hire a bike, go and have a look as things develop. Uh, so it's just, um, you know where the dome is? Yeah, Cambridge Terrace, yeah. So where the Margaret Mayhe playground? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's across from there. Yeah. Um, so this is a program that uh, Avon Takaro Network started, and um, we, our first one was in Banks Ave with Banks Ave School. And now we have them with Fito School in Avonside and uh, Christchurch East in the Avon Loop, working with the Avon Loop Planning Association. Uh, so this, this is about engaging the schools who are operating around the corridor. And it's also about giving the children a voice in the decision making. So each uh, school has a, a site and they guardian the site. And it's place-based learning. So the kids go to their site um, and they uh, dream about what it could be. They plan it, they design it. So it's not always about what they end up doing on the site, but it's about the process to get there. So it's a really great opportunity to test um, and let them think about and dream about what they could do. So um, the Banks Ave site's called Adventure Ave. The kids named it. Uh, and so they've put in a wee bike track and they've put in some huts and they've done some restoration planting. Um, their next desire is to put in fruit trees and they've just been doing some presentations to the council at the moment to see if they can get that over the line. So these kids have been in front of the council doing deputations and 
um, really getting involved in the civic process as well. So it's teaching them lots. And then, uh, so that's just a bit more about Adventure Ave. Uh, so we're into year three of Adventure Ave now. So some of the original kids are now at Chisner Wood. And they, they actually, some of them form part of the Kaitiaki team. So they've come back and they teach. So it's about keeping them involved. And they are uh, um, helping the younger kids. So, and it's opt-in. So they can, uh, they come from all over the school into this group. Um, and then Fito School have called their space, called, they've called it Fun Zone Red Zone, um, which, you know, <laughs> I said before, we don't want to call it Red Zone, but however, that's what they've chosen. Um, so they're, they're in the uh, end of their planning phase and they're about to implement their plan. And then the third site, Christchurch East, we've just signed the lease with the government. Uh, and we've got an MOU with the Avon Planning Association, which is the Residents Association, and they're going to be working together to put in a peace park in the Avon Loop, which is going to be amazing. So, yeah, so that's that. Some of the, the communities have been a bit slow picking up, um, and, and because, because the number of these 5,000, over 5,000 houses got taken out, so that's 10,000 people, and in some places, that's 500 metres away from the river. And so the reason why Richmond has become quite active is because our part of the green spine is quite slim. Uh, so we've still got community connected and amenity that people can go to. So that's a big reason why uh, Richmond's seen as having lots of activity. But it's simply because we've got a toilet. <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> there's no toilet in Brook Ave <laughs> or Avondale. There's nothing. Um, <laughs> sorry? There's trees. There's trees here. Let's try the tree for you, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the Richmond Green Zone has been fondly called Revolution. So if you read the paper today, the hub's called Revolution Eco Hub. We've got the Revolution Cafe coming. But it, it was simply a... Because when we... So I'm part of the Richmond crew. So when we started, we felt like we were pioneers because we were one of two organisations that had secured a lease and fought to get the lease, and we were kind of like, revolution, it's a revolution, and it kind of stuck. So anyway, so we call it revolution. Um, so yeah, so the revolution um, is a collective of organisations that are all working together to protect as much of our green spine as we can, uh, and put in a really great family day out, basically, um, of a trail of trails that um, a family can come and have a barbecue and then go for a walk and see some fun stuff. So we are working with uh, Cultivate, who are here, uh, the Richmond Community Garden crew, Avebury House. Um, the, there's a tiny house village behind that turquoise spot who are actively engaged and really keen to put in a coppice and uh, a makery garden so that we can then turn that into things. Um, we've got Riverbend Refuge which is a project that we've done with some schools, Working Waters Trust uh, and I can't remember, Green Lab uh, where we've, I don't know if you've seen it, there's a whole bunch of eels along the river and 
it's a riparian planting on the river with a poem and eels and it was engaging kids really into getting them connected to nature um, and then we've got adventure uh, Casa block which is the purple block so that out of all of that the purple block really is the only forest planting that will occur the rest will be stormwater remediation so essentially a wetland so and then the pink bit at the end is uh, Adventure Ave and we've got Die Imagine's Heritage Garden and then the green bit at the very end is the wetland and it's done it by itself it's, it's underwater all the time now so yeah so that's kind of the basic spatial plan and in, in amongst that we want to um, encourage local artists to produce works that connect people with nature and also nature play same thing so nature play connecting kids with being outside and hopefully a bit of learning as they go. Um, so like I said before, our community is really engaged because we're close to the red zone and we've got a toilet. So these are some of the things that we're hoping to, to have on site when we're finished. Um, so out of Avebury House, um, we've been working with uh, the council to set up a heritage trail to secure some of the sites that we've lost. So there's a, a lot of houses and sites of significance that have gone. So we're working at the moment on a trail, I'll just flip to the next one, um, identifying things that yeah have, have sadly been torn down but we want to recognise that they were there. So the trail starts um, right in the city, right through to New Brighton. So that's pretty exciting. So the first sign has gone in, and we're hoping by the end of the year we should have at least 12 throughout the corridor um, of different things. Um, so yeah, so Diamagin's Gardens in there. Uh, and also the Midway Bridge, we've, we've done the memorial and the memorial sign. So yeah. Um, and then out of the second part of that is the uh, tied into that is an arts trail. So the first um, piece that we did just recently is the mushroom garden. So that's a combination of um, mushroom artworks, mushroom play, nature play, and we've inoculated the site uh, with mushrooms. So come springtime, it should be popping up with mushrooms. So the arts trail, they're really hoping to build on that throughout the whole corridor. Oops, so I've missed my last slide, sorry. Um, to then start to be able to then develop some events and things that the whole city can engage with. So there's lots of really great ideas floating around. <clears throat> um, so I just wanna talk about some of the restoration groups that are doing restoration work. Now I'm gonna plug next Saturday, Sunday, next Sunday, Avon Forest Park, uh, doing a planting in Brooker Ave at 1pm, so if anyone's keen. Um, and so Avon Forest Park came out of Avon Otakaro Network. So um, the history is, as anything happens with these kind of groups, and it came, it broke away because they wanted to focus on restoration and, and the ecological side of things, whereas Avon Otakaro Network was that, but also on the communities. So in the end, it's actually worked out really well to have two really strong, actually we've got three very strong advocacy groups. The other one is Greeting in the Red Zone. 
um, who advocate for that restoration. So what Avon Forest Park did in the very beginning, and they again were one of the first groups to get a licence and go through that process, and what they did is they found sites right throughout the corridor, and at the moment there's about 17, I think, where they got a licence and they protected someone's backyard, essentially. So where they found pockets of growing trees, totoras, and um, they got a licence and they fenced it off and they have spent the last 10 years protecting it. So that's how they started, because we couldn't plant anything. But they have managed to secure Brooker, Ave in Burwood East, and Horseshoe Lake, uh, where they've been doing plantings of recent date. We hope that as these other plans develop, that these sites that they've secured will stay, and I'll, I'll certainly be behind them fighting for that. Some of them are, are absolutely impressive. Um, so you can see the top one is in uh, Dallington, uh, where there's a bank of trees. The middle one is in Richmond, uh, and it's amazing. There's some amazing uh, totoras and kofis and things that are, exist in there. And what they've done is just allowed it to regenerate. And I do wonder if we didn't spend the last 10 years mowing and spraying what, <laughs> what it could have looked like. So you can see that this is, this is the understory, actually, of uh, River Road. Um, where we've got all these wonderful seedlings and things popping up everywhere. Um, so these guys do really wonderful work. So this is Brooker Ave. Um, so this is just near the East Bay site down uh, Burwood East, where they've started planting. And I don't know if you're familiar with Brooker Ave, but it backs onto the 360 trail and the reserve in there, and then Horseshoe Lake. So another great community that have risen up and is starting to doing things is Dellington. Um, they have got, um, they lost a, whew, Amanda, a third, yeah. two thirds of your population. Um, so uh, yeah, Dellington is not gonna be much in the way of um, wetland. It's, it's gonna be mostly planted in uh, forest or high plants. And in fact, they're starting that in two weekends away. So if you're keen on another project, please grab a flyer. There's some here and some at the front. So there's 47,000 trees, I got that right, going in um, to the Dellington Loop near where they're gonna be putting the landing. Um, so that starts in a couple of weeks time. So if you're keen. Oh, is it? Sorry, this weekend, my bad. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So you got a planting on Saturday and a planting on Sunday. <laughs> So yeah, so please um, get involved because there's a lot of trees to plant, um, which is wonderful. So, um, but the community has got together and they have put in, so Glen Arm Gardens is a heritage site um, and it's from a family that have five generations who were living in there uh, and they've saved the garden um, for people to come to. They've, I'm just looking at my time. They've started a community garden, uh, which is close to Burwood Park, kind of. I, yeah, I'm looking at Amanda, because she knows. Yep, um, so, which is fantastic. And they have um, secured a very famous tree and put in a tree platform around the tree, um, which is done.
and then this is the wonderful planting that's going to be occurring this, starting this weekend. Um, so the landing is uh, down the bottom uh, and then there'll be a small amount of wetland on either side and then the forest will take place around it. So yeah, so if you get a chance, please help. <laughs> um, so another um, really important part of the of the corridor is Mahingakai. So uh, there's a real desire to, um, and, that, and that means restoring our uh, indigenous species as well as ensuring that we've got guardianship or sovereignty over our food. So there's an opportunity, well, the, the red zone's become a forager's paradise, but the concern that people have and I have is that as this infrastructure work takes place, we're gonna lose some of those trees. So we have been working with the Food Resilience Network to start now finding pockets where we can put in little orchards and then as and when there might be a stormwater remediation pit put in and there might be some lovely fruit trees, we can then take, dig them out if we can and move them into the little orchards. Um, but there's heaps of great community food related initiatives popping up. So there's Richmond Community Garden, the Dallington Community Garden, um, Avonside Hub, there's another one going into Avondale actually, which is a new one. Um, and yeah, so there's heaps popping up. As they get toilets, you get a garden. <laughs> um, which is great. And I'll just briefly touch on some of the, um, the dreams that people have. So in the district plan, uh, there's provision for fringe housing. And what that means is tiny houses and adaptive housing. So things that are low impact on the ground um, and fit the other visions of the regeneration plan. So there's a really great group of people called the Revolution Tiny House people. Um, and they have been working really hard on getting all of their policies and their, the way that they live together and how they can sit lightly on the landscape and all of those visions together. So, but they won't be able to execute their plan until the land transfers to the council and we have a co-governance group in place. But it's pretty exciting and it's quite exciting given we've got a housing crisis, we've got this place where we can test things out. Um, so there's some views of tiny houses. Um, so Cultivate, I don't know if you're familiar with Cultivate, they're another food related project that are currently, um, they're doing a transformative project in Richmond. Uh, so what they've, they're gonna be doing this season is planting uh, patches for remediation, such as sunflowers and things like that, but they're also gonna plant to see the way people walk. So they're gonna put in some meadows and things like that to get an idea of what the desire lines are of the local people so that they can then design the rest of their garden beds around it, which is quite exciting. <coughs> so that's their plan. So it sits on the Avon River. So the other one I want to talk about now, which I don't have a slide for because um, I don't, uh, is the Climate Change Campus. So that is Vicky Buck's uh, campus. So that's a Tawhiri school. It's their secondary campus, but it's inviting other schools in Christchurch to come in uh, and it will be a place of learning and it will be focused on climate change and sustainability and growing food and all of those things. That's located directly across the river. So you can see the river from where Cultivate are going. 
So where in Richmond is that cultivated? Uh, so that's Swans Road. So it's oh, okay. you know the Swans Road bridge, yeah. So it's across the road from Swans Road. So it's going to be a great corner. It's going to be Eden Project, Climate Change Campus, Revolution, and Cultivate Christchurch. So it'll be a really awesome corner of learning, and we, the synergies are amazing. It's the climate. So Revolution, we're we're more about um, a family day out and adult education. The Climate Change Campus is about school kids. Eden Project is about um, everybody and community and tourism, tourism and ecotourism. And then Cultivate is about getting youths into work. So although it sounds like we might be competing, they're all quite different, but same kind of initiatives, which is very exciting. Um, and Cultivate are doing fantastic work. Um, so I'm running out of time. So, <laughs> so I was talking before about um, TTK who offer transitional leases. The reality is, is that the transitional projects are, aren't that, that, that many really. Most of the ones I've talked about now are all keen to be permanent and be part of the landscape. However, East by East is run by Life and Vacant Places, Vacant Spaces, and they are doing some wonderful stuff. Just bringing a bit of energy into Burwood East, you know. It's a lot of land, and so they've set up some really great initiatives, including the um, training track for kids to learn how to ride their bikes. Um, this is their whole, so they've got heaps of sporting activities and things for people to do, um, which gets people out in nature, really. So they're not really focused on um, planting as such, they're more focused on activities. But it does bring people into the space. So that, that's just a bit of a view on what they're doing. So yeah, so they're probably, and the other transitional uses are events. So we have lots of events and things that occur throughout the whole corridor because it's a great space for it. Um, so I'm just gonna finish up with some of the big projects that are being proposed to give you an idea about what they might look like. So the first one's the Waitakere Sanctuary. These guys are wanting to um, expand Travis Wetland. Um, where East by East is currently, which is fine, because East by East see themselves as transitional, um, and Waitakere Sanctuary really wants to get this over the line. So the opportunity here is, is that they want to put in an eco-centre, and they want to fence it. So um, fencing it means that they can um, not just do uh, planting, but they can bring back um, animals and, and native um, birds and things. Um, and the whole concept is fencing it um, gets it started, but there's a thing called the halo effect, which means that the odd one escapes, which means that the population in our whole city increases because they've been enabled to breed inside the fences. So I'm pretty excited about this. I think it's a great idea. It is, I'll just flick quickly, uh, connects to all the other um, kind of hubs of this kind in the city. Uh, on a bike and walk track. And I just think it's a really great thing for Christchurch. We call ourselves the Garden City, but the reality is, is that our canopy is less than Wellington and Auckland. So I think for us to call ourselves the Garden City is a bit naughty, but I'd love to see us call ourselves the Garden City. In fact, I'd really love to see us call ourselves a National Park City. And the Atakaro Corridor is a really great way to, to try and achieve this along with all the other great spaces, such as Hagley Park. Um, so yeah, so the, this 
sanctuary um, just brings so many benefits to our city if we can all get behind it <laughs> um, and see it come to life. So they've got a wee way to go, but they're really getting there and they've got their concepts and their ideas um, really you'll see behind Amanda. Um, there's a bit more information about them. Um, the other biggie is Eden Project. Uh, now this is a wee bit out of date. When they first, so Eden Project is an international thing. Um, there is Eden Projects all over the world and generally what they do is they take an abandoned mine or a piece of land that's been um, destroyed and they bring this uh, concept into it to re rejuvenate it. My thoughts were when they first presented was, we don't need rejuvenation. The Avonside Loop is amazing by itself. So why do we need to have this international thing? Since then, they've scaled it back. They've really gotten to know the local environment. They've really gotten to know the local pe people and the cultural heritage to the Avonside Loop. Uh, and the ideas that they're now presenting are actually quite wonderful. And I think also a great thing for the city. It, it will bring in when we can have tourists back, <laughs> uh, visitors into the city, and it will connect with the natural environment, and it's an investment that we need. So um, that's my plug for Eden. If you asked me two years ago, I would have gone, nah. Um, and that's me, oh, I think. I'm exhausted, Hayley. I know, there's so much going on. Hang on, I've just got to check if I've got everything. Yes, I've got everything. Oh, I didn't talk about the council. So the council are doing a bit of work. Um, <laughs> they, there's three bridges and a landing going in. Um, and they're also Waitaki Street, which is uh, right down where Pacific Park was. Um, that's going to be the first uh, stormwater basin to go in, and that's going to be happening hopefully by the end of this year. So that'll be interesting to see what that looks like. So yeah, and the bridges, are, one started and two are underway. So. We should have our bridge back. Yay! Now I can go walking at night. And yeah. toilets. And toilets. And, to and toilets. And toilets. <laughs> well, thank you, Hayley. And I, I just want to say, if anyone says to you, there's nothing happening in the Takara Avon, you can, you can now say, actually, there's heaps. There's heaps. <laughs> there's heaps happening in Christchurch, I know, actually. Right? Yeah. Now, people say, oh, not much happens in Christchurch. Wow. I don't know where those people live. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, now that's great. Thank you, Hayley. You're welcome. That's thank fun. you. Hayley Guglietta from the Avon Otakaro Network speaking at the All About Gardening series hosted by the Canterbury Horticultural Society. For more information on their workshops and events coming up, go to their website chsgardens.co.nz.